You're here this morning and so glad you made it a choice to be with us here. Uh, so glad to have our visitors and we want you to make yourself at home. And uh, uh, if you're not sure what to do, just kind of watch everybody else. And if they're doing it, then you do it too and you'll, you'll feel right at home. So we're just so glad. We uh, certainly, again, want to honor our graduates. And we're believing all the best, much success in all that you will do or ever do. And we're praying continued accompaniment by the Holy Spirit in all that you do. Include him in everything that you do. Include him in everything you might think. Include him in everything you might say. And then he will guide your path. So uh, your steps can be guided of the Lord as we put him first. Amen? Well, praise God. If you want to put the title of my message up there this morning, we want to bless you this morning with the word of God. You want to go ahead and get your Bibles ready. We're going to look at some scripture also. Uh, you might go ahead and turn to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. That's going to be our first scripture, but our title this morning is simply called, There's a Champion in All of Us. Just just look at that for a while. You know, there's a champion in all of us. And if we're not careful, a lot of times we'll want to take that word champion and we think that it's some kind of an elite group because they're a champion. Well, there's a price to pay to be a champion. And being a champion is not necessarily in the athletic field or as well in the educational field. But God has champions all through 66 books of the Bible. And I believe what God is telling us, there is a champion on the inside of us. Regardless of whatever field it is that we choose to follow. You can be a champion. Amen? And I was getting ready last night, and I was thinking and writing, writing down some things about what a true champion is, what a champion does, what are uh, some traits of a true champion. And I found some things I want to share with you here briefly, then I'll get into the Word. But uh, uh, Hall of Famer Derek Jeter, who was the captain of the New York Yankees, played shortstop for many years. Uh, very, very popular ball player in baseball. He said this. He said, there may be people that have more talent. There may be more people who have more talent. I mean, we've always been around people who are more talented. We see them every day. We see them all the time. But I love what Derek Jeter said. He said, there may be people that have more talent than you, but there is never no excuse that anyone could ever work harder than you. <laughs> Amen. They may have more talent, but you don't ever need to use the excuse that they're not going to work any harder than I am. Because you can work just as hard as anyone else. It's a mindset. Something that you have to decide to do. It's something that you want to do. We're talking about champions. A real champion. And I really believe with everything that's in me. I'm looking at champions this morning. 
Now, maybe no one ever looked at you as a champion. Maybe no one ever looked at you as someone who's going to succeed. But aren't you glad you're not judged by everyone that judges you for who you look like? Or who you may uh, represent? Well, I tell you, I've come to the conclusion as the older I get that I'm answerable to two people. One is myself and the other one is God. So in the eyes of God, I've always been a champion. I said, in the eyes of God, you've always been a champion. He's always looked at you as a champion. Always looked at you as a champion. But listen to some of these traits of a true champion. They have big dreams. Amen? Champions have big dreams. They, they dream. And I heard a guy preach a message one time, and he called it dream thieves. The adversary will always come to try and steal, kill, and destroy. But what does he want to do most of all? He wants to steal your dreams. He wants to steal the dreams that maybe you even began when you were a young boy or a young girl. And you begin to watch whoever do whatever. And you began to dream. One of the greatest resources I think we have as human beings is the ability to dream. Yeah. Is to dream to maybe be someone that you would like to watch after or be like. Amen. In my own life, I had one dream in my life, and that was to be like my father. I wanted to be a preacher. I had a dream. I had a dream I wanted to, to preach. And God allowed that dream to come true in my life. But I encourage you as a champion, you need to dream big. Dream big. I heard a guy say, dream so big sometimes that if you shoot for the, the, the moon and you drop into the stars, you still are a champion. <laughs> Hallelujah. Dream big. Don't let the people come by you and try to steal the dreams that you've got on the inside of you. Because they'll come. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you don't have the money for that. Oh, you're you're not from the right background. You don't have the right culture to do that. Don't you listen to those kind of people. And they pop up in your life and my life every day. Somebody that wants to give an excuse for why you can't be a champion. Amen? They have extreme confidence Do you ever notice a champion? I mean, they're just confident. Some people call it being cocky. Come on now. But when you're confident in what you do, then you know exactly what you can do. Amen. You're just good at it. I said you're just good at it. Not everyone can excel in music and production and and musical things like that 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 Jared has chosen to go into. Not everybody can do that. But it was his dream, evidently. And he brought that dream to pass, along with others helping them. I'm sure along the way he's questioned himself, should I go this direction or should I not? Should I dream this way? I mean, who knows? He may be the next movie producer in Hollywood. You never know. He may be the next uh, uh, wonderful guy that creates musicals, whatever. I don't know. Amen. But don't try to steal his dreams. 
Because he's confident in who he is. Amen. Don't, don't tell PJ that he can't play football. Come on, don't tell him that he can get a full scholarship to Oklahoma and play for the Sooners. Don't tell him, evidently, he'd been dreaming for a while. Now, maybe he wasn't dreaming about Oklahoma, but evidently Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma, came along and offered him something that could fulfill his dream. And now, I bet if you were to ask him, when he goes up against the other players, I'm sure he would say, I'm confident. I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in my preparation. And as we go through these things, can you see yourself on the spiritual side? Works the same way. I said it works the same way. <laughs> Champions dream big. They have extreme confidence. And they have a willingness to learn. A willingness to learn. They've never got to the point in their life to where I know everything. Jordan is just about to embark on his learning process. He has been taught a lot of things. PJ is about to embark on some things he's been preparing for. But I bet if we were to question both of them now and his new job and, and going to practice, I probably would say that they would tell us, I'm still learning. Learning, learning, new positions, new ideas, how to react this way, how to react that way. Works the same way, works the same way when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Amen? Champions have an extraordinary determination and commitment. You can't get them to quit. They just keep coming. And they just keep coming. And they just keep coming. We're talking about champions. We're talking about people just like you. It's easy to sit down. It's easy to get knocked down and stay down. But what does a champion do? He'll get up seven times when you knock him down. He'll just keep getting up and getting up and getting up and getting up and getting up. Talking about champions. They're used to taking massive and consistent action. They're not sit-around people. You can't keep them still. They're active. They want to do something. They want to be a part of something. I don't know about Jordan's life, but was he real active when he was younger? Really active. He was preparing to be a champion. PJ, I bet he was active being in the family. His brother said, yeah, he is. He's very active. <laughs> well, he was preparing to be a champion. And he followed others who went before him. Amen. You can't keep them still. They want to keep doing something. They have a passion. When they get a hold of something, they won't let it go. Do you ever notice, you ever be around people with a passion? That's all they want to talk about. That's all they want to do. That's all they want to be a part of. They have a passion. It's on the inside. Amen. God can drop a passion on the inside of each one of you today. And then you have to do something with the passion. They have great sacrifice and discipline. You have to have discipline if you're going to be a champion. 
You're going to have to sacrifice some things if you're going to be a champion. I mean, there's one champion we all know that has already fit all of these. (laughs) He always or she always turns failure into victory. There's just something about people like that. It just looks like they're going down and all of a sudden God will give them something or something will rise up on the inside of them and they'll make it into a victory. The old expression says uh, they come out smelling what? Like a rose. (laughs) They compose great poise and presence. In other words, they talk different. They have a different vernacular. Champions talk like a champion. They don't panic. They stay focused. And they stay confident. It's kind of like they're zeroed in. I remember the first message that I preached here in January of this year. And that message was simply to let's stay focused on the word. Because if you'll stay focused on the main thing. The main thing will remain the main thing. And lastly, a champion, you just can't get them to quit. (laughs) They won't give up. See, I'm talking to champions this morning in this church. They just won't give up. All they need to fuel their fire is for someone to tell them they can't. I'll show you that I can. The Lord Jesus Christ himself fit every one of these traits of a champion. (laughs) A champion never gets up. I remembered my brothers. I was raised under four brothers and I had to learn how to, I had to learn how to do a lot of things. Being under four older brothers. Being the youngest, uh, I was accused of, you'll never know anything. You'll never be as good as us. I mean, they were ribbing me. You'll never accomplish what I did. Of course, they love me. Amen? There's always a fight in a champion. Folks, have you noticed that since you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal champion? You're in a fight. And the Bible calls it a fight of faith. A fight of faith. But you're in a fight. When you were born into this world, your fight began. Whether you were a female or whether you were a male, there was a fight. And as you progress in life, there's going to remain a fight in you. And the fight has to be there. But I rem- this came to me. <laughs> Amen. Remember, always remember, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Woo! Come on now. It don't matter how big you are in size. But it does matter how big your fight is on the inside of you. Come on now. Can you say amen? Glory. There is a champion in all of us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity to share your word with this congregation that you've allowed me to be an under-shepherd over. 
So I give you praise. I give you glory and honor in the name that's above every name. Allow us all to be champions that we would give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. And 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Go ahead and open your Bibles or your device or whatever it is. I always encourage you to bring your Bible, bring a notepad, so you can write down some things because probably during the week, the Holy Spirit may want you to, hey, what was that he said? Or, and then if you write down your notes, you're going to have it there. You can mark it in your Bible. You can go back and look at it, and you can refresh it for yourselves. Amen. But before we go any further, look at the person next to you and say, you're a champion. You're a champion. You're a champion. What a champion. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14 says, now thanks be unto who God, which how often always causes us to what triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. I'm so glad to know that because we are in Christ, everyone say in Christ. Now, because we're in Christ, we can always have what? The victory. There are no losers in Christ. You won when you said yes to this man called Jesus Christ. The New American Standard translation of Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, But thanks be to God who always, everybody say always. Pastor, are you telling me that God can always cause me to triumph? Absolutely, yes, amen, cross my heart, hope to die. That's what he said. That's what he said. Regardless of all the people who have told you, you can't. Mm. But thanks be to God who always leads us. What a great leader we have in this man called Jesus Christ. See, whatever field you choose your life in, there's someone going to lead you. Now, whether it be in the spiritual realm or whether it be in the natural realm, whatever it is, you're going to run across some people who are going to, what? Lead you. And I guarantee you those people who are going to lead you have these traits of a champion. Can you say amen? Glory to God. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you see how these scriptures are twinned together? Because it ends up making the point, it's all because of Jesus. That we have victory. It's all because of Jesus that we have the victories in our lives. Can you say amen? Now turn here, if you would, to 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 4. Now I don't want to give much recognition to this guy because he's a loser. Come on, Pastor, what are you calling somebody a loser? Yes. If you're familiar with his story, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But look what they called him. Look here in First Samuel 17 verse 4. It says, And there went out a what? A champion. Evidently he had some of these traits. There went out a champion of the camp 
of the Philistines named who? Goliath. But he was called a champion, champion of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. In other words, he was over nine feet tall. I guess you could call him a champion. He was kind of big. I know how many would believe that a guy that big could kind of throw his weight around. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's kind of a big guy. I've never went up against anybody that big. Amen. Or someone who would go up against somebody that big. But God had another champion. I said, but God had another champion. God had another champion. Amen. And his name was David. We all know the story of David. David had something that Goliath did not have. And that's faith in God. As our graduates go and flow and flourish into their life. It's not the attributes of their flesh that will make them a success, but it's having faith in God. That's the champion attitude that they can take with them wherever they go. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now let's turn over here to Mark 11. Mark 11, verse 22. Mark 11, verse 22. How many of you believe the red letters in the Bible? That's Jesus talking. How many of you know that that's safe to be able to believe in what those red letters say? Amen. So let's look at this together. And Jesus answering said, what? Have faith in you, yourself. Have faith in my family, which is a good, you need to have faith in your family. That's good. You need to have faith in your friends. Amen. But we're talking about the heart of a true champion. I said the heart of a true champion. He says, what? Have faith in God. And most Bibles in their references, they will have a reference, have the faith of God. Or have the same kind of faith that God has. Now as believers, I want you to know, there's only one kind of faith to have. That's going to help you. Have faith in God. Now you take that faith that you have in God and put that in whatever field it is you choose to follow. We're talking about a champion. Glory to God. Now look here at verse 23. Jesus is talking here. Very, very important what he says right here. He says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever. Amen. See, that brings us all in. I'm in that category. I'm a whosoever. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what side of the tracks you come from. Ain't got nothing to do with color, age, anything. None of those things. Amen. None of those things. That's how big God is. That's how big the faith of God can be in your life. He can care less who you are, what you've done, where you've been from, how much money you have, how much money you don't have. He simply said, have faith in God. Woo! Glory to God. I'm in the room of champions this morning. 
I'm looking at champions. I'm looking at what God wants to do. I'm looking at what God has done. And I'm looking at what God is going to do. Why? Because we what? Have faith in God. Verse 23 says, Verily, verily, or verily, I say unto you, that whosoever, anyone, can grab a hold of this. Anyone, if you choose to believe it, whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what? Believe those things which he shall what? Say, which he shall, which he saith, shall come to pass, and he shall have what? Soever he saith. Did you know you can bring your own words to pass? Come on, I said you can bring your own words to pass if you believe in what you say. Because he just said it there. Go back to 22. I want you to look at that again. If you don't have that underlined in your Bible, if you don't have that circled in something, you can write it right down there because Jesus said, don't argue with me about it. You can have what you say. 22. And Jesus said, have what? Have faith in God. Now 23 again. I'm sorry. Getting excited. Y'all have to forgive me. Can't help it. There's somebody in me that wants to get out. (laughs) For verily I say to you. Jesus is talking to you. You could write that down in your Bible. Oh, he's talking to me. Put your name down right there. That whosoever... He don't care who you are. You can't buy him. You can't bribe him. You can't take him and do enough favors for him to give you what he wants to give you free. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say. Many of you in here this morning have mountains that you're facing. Would that be true? Raise your hand. There's mountains everywhere. You're facing mountains. Well, pastor, you don't know about my mountain. I don't need to know about your mountain. I'm telling you what you can do about your mountain. Whatever that mountain may be. Maybe it's been education. Maybe it's been poverty and lack. Maybe it's been fellowship or out of fellowship with family. Those are mountains that we as believers face every day of our life. But we don't have to always settle for the mountain being in front of us. Verily I say unto you, Holy Spirit's talking to some people in here. I heard a guy say this one time. It's not so much as what I say, but it's what the Holy Spirit says to you about what I say. For verily, Jesus is talking to you. He's talking to you. There's not one person in you who has not made mistakes. We all have. We all have. We all make trips to the Father, some of us, every day. It's me again, Lord. I know. (laughs) Come come on in. (laughs) For verily, these these words will change your life. 
these words that you hear him say will change your life when you begin to say what he says with a believing heart. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, who said that? Somebody help me here this morning. Somebody help me this morning. Is Jesus telling us that with a believing heart, we can have what we say? Nod your head at me or, or whatever. Smile or don't smile or go like this. <laughs> because it's not me. I'm not giving you that word. I'm just a representative of the one who sent me to preach to you. It shall what? It shall come to pass that you can have whatsoever you say it. Amen. <laughs> what do you, I mean, I, I've often wondered what were some of the thoughts that went through the mind of David <laughs> when he walked out and saw this big mouth Goliath spouting off. Here David shows up, this little runt of a guy compared to nine foot six, maybe 16, maybe 15 years old, maybe... 80 or 90 pounds wet. And here's Goliath making his boasts. And I'm paraphrasing some of this. And, and David comes out. You know the story of David. Here David comes out. Dressed in probably uh, shepherd's stuff. You know, nothing fancy. He, he just come with what he had. And you know that's all God is asking you to do? Come with what you have. Come as you are. <laughs> and Goliath starts mouthing off just like giants do sometimes, just like your mountains speak to you. Is this all that Israel has to send against me? Is this all that Israel has? Where are all the other mighty men of the army of Israel? Well, they were all afraid and they were all scared. But one boy who had a heart of a champion stood in the face of that mountain and began to talk. See, you got to talk to your mountain. You can't let your mountain tell you what to do. He said, he said who do you think you are? You uncircumcised Philistine who you don't even believe in God, you don't know God, I'm about to show you what a real champion does to people like you. He began to what? Speak to the mountain. David just had a little bit of ammunition with him. But it didn't take much. For the natural man or the natural woman, this is never going to pan out. Goliath is going to take David to the bank. 
No doubt some of the people of Israel were thinking the same thing. What's David? His brothers were all calling him crazy. What are you doing? You can't go out there. You can't go to to a university like that and make a name for yourself. You can't get into that kind of field where there's all kind of competition out there. But, oh, yes, you can. You know why? Because there's a champion in you. There's a champion on the inside of every believer this morning. (laughs) And you know the story. David took a stone from his pouch and he began to run, or he began to run, not away from Goliath, but towards Goliath. Not only did he speak speak to his mountain, but he was speaking to his mountain as he was running right at it. And he... he began to wind it up. He began to wind it up, you know. And he began to wind it up. And he let loose. And that stone, I believe, was, of course, David had some practice. He was good at being a sling man. But one stone in the right place, and Goliath went down. Now, who's the champion? Amen. A champion is not always the one who is the loudest. A champion is not always the one who's the biggest. A champion is not always the one that just has to bust in and say, I'm here. How many of you know that the Bible says your gift will make room for you when you realize it's not your gift? God made room for David. And just as God made room for David, he will make room for you. One last scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Are you with me? All you champions with me this morning. Amen. We've got champions all the way here to hear this message today from Atlanta, Georgia. Praise the Lord. Come on now. (laughs) She wanted to meet this house of champions. (laughs) Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 13. Again, this is you. You need to make the word yours because God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross of Calvary to give it to you. To give it to you. But look at this here. It says we, you and I, believers, having, having, having the same spirit of faith. Amen. Folks, we have the same spirit that David had. We have the same spirit that David had. I've got the same spirit that Daniel had when he was looking at the lions and they was hungry. I've got that same spirit residing on the inside of me. Why? Because I'm a champion. Why can you say that about yourself? You have the same. Everybody say same. Say I have the same spirit of faith. The same. 
You have the same. Why do you think you're able to make it every day? Why do you think you're able to go to work every day? Why do you think you're able to, to get into your family and, and try to take care of problems and situations? It's because of the faith of God. You make a difference when you walk into the room. Why? Because you have faith in God. We having the same. Don't let anyone alienate you from the word. You as a believer. What does the word say? Believe the word. Don't believe me. We, you and I, believers, having the what? Same. Spirit of faith, that same faith that operated in David and all of our favorite characters in the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. I have the same spirit that Samson had. Amen. That defeated 1,000 Philistines with just the jawbone of an ass. Come on. I've got the same spirit of faith. Give me a jawbone and bring the thousand on. Samson, what? He beat all of them. Whoo. <laughs> Here's one we don't usually look at. Look at Peter. I have the same spirit of faith that Peter had when Jesus, what did Jesus do? Jesus spoke to him first. He gave him a word. What did he say? He said, come. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, he said, bid me to come. Walk on the water. Guess what Peter did? He believed what he heard. He didn't test the water. He didn't, he didn't go like this, you know, like we do when we get ready to get in the water. Ooh, it's cold. <laughs> That's right. No. What did he do? He stepped out of the boat on the water and began to walk. That gives me chill. Them's Holy Ghost bumps. He began to walk, George, on the water. Amen. And the only reason, Jordan, that he sank is he took his eyes, he lost focus yeah. of being a champion. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to walk on water one time. <laughs> you know how you get, you really, okay, God, I believe you. <laughs> and I was with some other guys. We were, I guess you would kind of say we were kind of lost not lost, but lost over in something we thought we could do. And we were praying. And we really sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? One of them looked at us and he, he said, Brother Arnold, I believe there's enough faith in us three guys that we could walk out there on that lake and walk in on the water. I said, yes, let's do it. And the other guy, we grabbed hands. We're walking like this. And we started walking in the water. And we kept walking in the water. And like the Old Testament said, it had got to our ankles. Then it got up to our knees. Then it got up to our necks. We found out that we couldn't walk on water. But I'm telling you, 
if God, if God told you to get out of your boat and go walk on the water and you believed what he said, you could walk on water. (laughs) Can you say amen? We having the same spirit of faith according to, this is, we're not talking about make up stories according as it is what? Written. written. Because it was written in here. We, you and I have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed. That's your first step. You have to believe what was written. We're talking about the Bible. And even in the natural realm, whatever it is you're going to succeed at, you have to believe what you're being taught on that subject before it can help you fulfill your dream. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I what? Spoken. Because most people will not talk about anything that they do not believe. But they will speak about things that they believe in. We, you and I, have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe in what? Therefore we speak. Amen. If you go back and look at Mark eleven twenty-two, there's three times more saying than there is hearing. He uses the word say or saying three times. Amen? And believing, I believe it's twice. So I believe he's telling us we need to talk more. Amen? I said we need to talk more about the word. We need to talk more about what was written. We need to talk more about what was written than we can do as opposed to what we can't do. You're a champion. And Barb and I love you. And I'm going to encourage you with the word of God. Be who God wants you to be. And when you do, you'll be a champion. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. You may be here this morning. Uh, Lisa, you want to place a little something there? You may be here this morning. You've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And you might say, well, you know what? I need to accept Jesus. I need to accept this champion he keeps talking about. Because he's always winning. This man, Jesus, always wins. And I never did like to be on a losing team. And if I always had the opportunity... If I was picking teams, why would I want to pick someone on my team that would help me lose? That's why God chose you. He saw you as a winner, and he picked you. And you're still a winner. From from someone up in age, let me tell all you seniors in here today, don't allow age to dictate to you what you can or can't do. And to the youth, don't despise the days of small beginnings. 
Amen. But, but remember those days of your youth when you would dream. Keep dreaming. Keep your dreams alive. And if you can, help someone else keep their dream alive. Amen. And you'll really be a champion. Champion for each other. I want to champion you as your pastor to pray more, to read more, to be involved more, to open up your heart to God more and allow Him to speak to you more. There's not one person in this room today that has not and will not do enough that God cannot forgive you. Amen. God has got such a bad memory, He forgot everything I've done in the past. But He has a good memory about my future. (laughs) Hallelujah. You say, well, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God. I'm cold. Haven't been doing what I need to be, do. And maybe if you would encourage me in prayer. I'd be glad to do that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody on those two two offerings there? We love you. Amen. How many of you have family that need Jesus? That's all of us. Father, right now we pray. For all of our family members. You know who they are. You know where they are. You know what they're going through. We pray for our own family members who are lost. Our own family members who who need a healing. Who need a touch. As well as everyone in this congregation. We pray for their welfare. Your children. Your grandchildren. Your family in general. Let us, let God speak to us about doing something that we can encourage them to come to church or go to a church to hear the Word of God. Now, Father, Barb and I covenant together. We pray the blessings of God over this church and all those who come. And Father, we thank you every opportunity that you give every one of these members here. Let us be a witness, not only to Jesus, but about our local church. We have good people here. We have good things here. And we thank you, Father, in your grace, we're growing. And we give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Make sure you say hello to our visitors. And please make sure you congratulate the graduates one more time. God bless. Thank <laughs> you.